Netaji managed to do what many of the revolutionaries going back half a century before him had been attempting to do or for that matter even in 1857 were attempting to which was to undermine the uh, loyalty of the Indians serving in the British army. Um, Savarkar of course was very very in some ways the, the sort of the originator of that idea uh, living in London in India house he wrote a book a very famous book called 1857 where he essentially says that the way to free India was to undermine the uh, uh, loyalty of the Indian soldier to the British crown and he then quite explicitly talks about 1857 having been kind of like a rehearsal for that I think he even uses that word and then he then says this is the aim and this is important because Savarkar even though he later left the revolutionary movement created this template what the revolutionaries were trying to do. So very often people think that the revolutionaries thought that they managed, they had no strategy, they were randomly carrying out these acts of maybe personal bravery by shooting this person or throwing a bomb here and there. But do remember that, that they had a broader strategy and that broader strategy was undermining the, the loyalty of the British um, uh, uh, Indian uh, army to the British crown. And there were many, many attempts to do this. So the first attempt to do this, of course, happened in the First World War. Um, the, the, the movement led by um, the likes of Lala Hardayal and the Gadarites, Rajbihari Bose, Sachindranath Sanyal and so on. And uh, they uh, almost in some ways su nearly succeeded. People do not realize how close they came to uh, triggering a mass revolt uh, in the Indian, um, uh, British Indian Army. Uh, in February of 1915, uh, it was within an inch of it, uh, just a few days before that, that, the British got wind of it. They, of course, changed all their, all the guards uh, guarding the uh, armories from Indian to European and averted this particular event. But it was not entirely averted. Uh, there, there were uh, revolts, for example, in Singapore where the, uh, the, the uh, regiment there, the Indian regiment there revolted and for a week held Singapore. Uh, there were other places where revolts happened in the Middle East, for example. Again, people don't know that there was a um, sort of a several Indians switched sides and then fought for the Germans in Persia, of all places, uh, led by uh, Sufi Amba, full name, and then there was um, Khan, uh, Khankoji. There were two uh, Indian revolutionaries who had escaped to Persia and they, they led a uh, continuous guerrilla warfare in uh, 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 in uh, uh, southern Persia uh, and uh, interestingly the person against whom they were carrying out all these raids and so on uh, was uh, uh, Dyer who later on of course became infamous because of the Jallianwala Bagh massacre but he was leading the Indian troops in uh, uh, western Balochistan, uh, eastern Iran area uh, against this renegade group of uh, Indian um, uh, Indians who were uh, who were fighting uh, uh, alongside the uh, British, um, there were again even after that failure, there were several more attempts in the First World War. There was a major attempt to land um, uh, large amounts of uh, rifles uh, on the Odisha coast, which Bagajotin, by the way, was waiting for. Many of you wonder what was he doing in Balasore. 
when he got trapped and killed well he was hanging around there waiting for this large shipment of 25 or 30000 rifles which the germans had acquired uh, in north america and of course us hadn't entered the war then and they were supposed to ship it all the way to and landed there it didn't happen because of a variety of reasons but again i'm giving you a sense of the fact that there there had been many other attempts uh, and of course uh one of the le- many of the leaders of this movement were caught bagajuddin himself was caught sachindra sansanial was sent off to kalapani um and so on and of course raj bihari bose ended up in um japan and in the interwar periods um this sort of uh effort was kept up so there was there were many inspirations from the world at that time and again uh not much remembered today but a particular inspiration to the indians of the interwar period were the irish and the ira the irish uh, uh, republican army and uh, um the the revolutionaries of the uh, interwar period uh, got together and uh, they they formed something called the hindustan republican army uh, underneath the Rep- hindustan republican association and it was directly named after the ira um its constitution had said not my grandfather but my grand uncle who wrote <laughs> uh who wrote that uh, constitution um of that and uh, they were also trying to uh, foment trouble in various ways at that time there wasn't a war so they you know the army had shrunk and people had gone back but remember the rowlet acts were created precisely because the british were afraid that these returning soldiers who had been radicalized by the gadarites before before and during the war were now going to come back and they had lost their fear of killing the white man so they were really afraid that these guys were going to revolt again and that's why the rowlet acts were created and that of course led to a spiral that ultimately ended in the jallianwala bagh massacre but do remember that it had all to do with the revolutionaries and the gadarites you know the 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 the, uh, the impression you get that it you know the the jallianwala bagh massacre was about, all about some congress party meeting that was supposed to have happened in jallianwala bagh but you know uh, kichlu and and so on got uh, arrested and that was that may have been the proximate reason but the real background to it and the real reasoning behind it was the fear that the british had about the indian soldier turning against him and you had all these large numbers of indian veterans coming home and there was genuine fear that they were going to revolt so i'm just giving you some sense of these kinds of things that were going on and so in the interwar period there were continuous attempts that they were trying to do to trigger in some way a, a sequence of events that would cause this upsurge of indians and specifically veterans to rise up and that is the context again in which the chittagong armed uh, armory ro- robbery has to be seen because uh, you know it's not like master da didn't know that you know his small little band is not going to end the british empire of course he knew that but what was he trying to do he was trying to recreate the easter day uprising that had happened which had been a rather small uprising uh in dublin and ireland uh and it had been completely put down but it led to a sequence of events that led to irish freedom and so it's interesting that ireland which is right next to britain by the way and is a very small place was able to become free in the 1920s whereas we took another quarter of a century to become free so they were inspired by that and they understood that the british empire was now very weak after the first world war 
and that there was this opportunity to sort of uh, tip it over. It's a different matter that, uh, you know, various movements, including the non-cooperation movement, which had nearly taken it to the tipping point, was suddenly withdrawn after the Chauri Chaurai incident and sort of the whole thing fell apart. But I'm just pointing out to you the, the sort of the idea of causing a revolt was always at the at the tip of uh, uh, at, at, the, at the cutting edge of what the revolutionaries were always trying to do and of course this is the background in which you need to see what netaji attempted to do in the second world war he then sort of pops back up takes the initiative uh, tie, begins to tie up with the revolutionaries with whom he had always had a link but now he says okay this is the way to go he in fact held several secret meetings as it happens to be with uh, uh, Sachinath Sanyal who had just been released from his second stint in, um, uh, in uh, cellular jail and they were um, uh, and his son uh, uh, Ranajit uh, uh, would recount how uh, the Japanese council as early as 1938-39 so this is well before the war has started they were already meeting in um, secret locations to discuss what would happen if a war had started. So it's not like, um, you know, Netaji comes up with the idea of tying up with the Axis powers and so on uh, after the Second World War started. They were, he was already in touch with the Japanese before the war started. And the reason, of course, they were in touch with the Japanese is very simple. Raj Bihari Bose was in Japan for the last quarter, quarter, or, or century, uh, quarter of a century. And he had been the last guy who had attempted to do this revolt in the Indian army. And of course, th there is a succession of events. He escapes, goes to Germany, comes back. But do remember, Raj Bihari Bose is the guy who actually set up the INA. But he was very old by this point in time and he passed on the baton to uh, Netaji because he, could, he, ne he didn't think he could carry on um, leading the movement. And of course, Netaji himself uh, uh, led the INA. Militarily speaking, it was a failure, but as Chandrachur points out, it did then trigger a great deal of unrest following the INA uh, uh, trials and it did ultimately, the Netaji personally and of course the revolutionaries more widely did manage to trigger the one thing they were attempting to do, which is a major revolt in the Indian armed forces, which did happen in 1946 with the naval revolt. And this is one of the reasons why the history of the naval revolt is almost never told to us. Because if you knew about the naval revolt, then the rest of the story makes sense. If you didn't know about the, this particular event, nothing makes sense. They were the same chaps trying to do the same thing for, for about half a century. They had been attempting to do this from the 1900s. And many of the same characters are trying to do this. So that what is the other interesting thing about this is that many of these same characters keep popping up. It's Sachindranath Sanyal pops up in the before First World War, during First World War, comes back in the interwar period, comes back again just before when the world's, uh, war starts. Raj Bihari Bose almost manages to kill uh, the Viceroy in 1912 in Chandni Chowk right here. Uh, he again very much part of that Gadarite attempt, fails, runs away to Japan, pops up again in the Second World War, tries to do it a second time, succeeds, hands it over to Netaji. And so there is a 
clear movement and consistency in this whole story and the story suddenly all these characters begin to make sense only when you understand them as a movement because these events are recent enough so you cannot wipe out the memory of some of these characters you know uh, so people still know the names of raj bihari bose but the way the story very reluctantly is told as you know there were some random acts of bravery done by some some of these people okay let's give them a clap and but the real story is all about the uh, you know going uh, on a march to dandi so this is done so clearly and it, and and deliberately because once you begin to tell the story right down to the ri and mutiny then all of this begins to click and of course after independence it is not so surprising that the treatment of the ina soldiers and the iron and the uh, royal indian navy mutineers is exactly the same they were both essentially not allowed to rejoin the armed forces they were for a very long time essentially denied any uh, pension or any recognition as freedom fighters uh, and it's only in the very recent past so year before last was the first time the ina uh, veterans were taken along on the republic day uh, uh, parade and uh, this year uh, the rin mutiny was on the naval uh, navy uh, float uh, float so finally we are beginning to see uh, sort of recognition of this and once you begin to see how these things are linked then a very clear consistent story begins to emerge which in some ways you know isn't so surprising at all i mean surely uh, you know indians like any other uh, group of people faced with uh, you know brutal occupa- occupation uh, will do what all other people do which is to take up arms against it 